All right, at this time I would invite our young people to come up, or young at heart, if you would like to join us, you are welcome to. <laughs> Come over. No, oh, he's he's on the verge of not being young anymore. I was just thinking as he was lighting the candle. I think I've only got another week or two before he's officially taller than me walking forward. He's growing fast on me. All right, how are you guys today? Good. And I kind of spent all a lot of time already with you, but how are you now? Are you good? Okay, good. Well, I have a question for you guys. Do you guys enjoy music at all? Yeah? What kind of music do you like to listen to? Any favorite songs or favorite bands or artists? Do you have any favorites? Um, my favorite type of music is uh, rock. Kind of rock? Yeah? What about you guys? Do you listen to music with words? Or do you listen to music with just instruments or both? <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> kind of both, maybe? You probably do both because you're in band, right? Yeah, so you're learning to read music and play an instrument. What instrument do you play? The flute? Oh, I knew that. You do. Yeah, he does. He plays flute. I remembered that. Yeah. And then you two, Kate or Keaton and Bella, you guys will be joining bands soon. Do you have any idea of what instrument you think you're going to want to play? Mrs. Deppner will probably let you guys go down to the music room at the end of this year and start practicing and learning about some of the options. Do you have any ideas in mind? trombone or the drums. Oh, we might need a set for the garage if you do the drums. <laughs> what about you, Keaton? Do you know what you want to play? Any thoughts? The flute? That would be great. So music comes to us in a lot of forms, right? We hear it on the radio, we hear it at school, we learn to play it. Has music ever made you feel a certain way? Like when you listen to music, can it put you in a good mood when you hear a good song? Yeah? Me too. I love that. What about, is there ever a song that you hear and it makes you think of somebody else? When you hear that song, it makes you think of them? Yeah? Do you have any that remind you of somebody? No? And that's okay. Do you want to share the one that reminds you of someone? No? Okay. And that's all right too. Yeah, music is really, really special to us, huh? And music is in a lot of things. Sometimes music is happening around us and we might not even realize it, like in a commercial on TV or sometimes even in the background of an ad on the radio or you know anything that starts up in your video games or anything at all. There's a lot of music, isn't there? Music is a pretty special thing. So today that's what I'm going to be talking about a lot during my sermon is music. And I would invite you guys to kind of be thinking about the ways that music makes you feel and which songs are special to you. And then we can visit after the service or you can just, you know, if you want to pay attention during the sermon, you'll know why I'm having you think about that. But 
we can talk about it after the service too, okay? And we'll talk about the way that music helps to feed us and make us feel better. All right. Should we say a prayer? Okay. Say a prayer. Lord, I give you thanks for these young people. And I give you thanks for the joy that they bring to my life and to each other's life and to the life of our church. And I just pray that they each know how incredibly loved they are by you and from everybody here. And I pray that going forth this week, they are able to try out some of these spiritual practices that we've been talking about and we're going to keep talking about and that it'll help them to grow closer to you. And I pray all of this in your name. Amen. All right. Keith, you want to grab the basket? You guys, can... <laughs> you guys can pass that around as our scripture reader comes forward. <laughs> You can have that if you want to. <clears throat> Today's reading is Psalm 40, verses 1 through 11. Thanksgiving for deliverance and prayer for help. To the leader of David, a psalm. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, <clears throat> making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. Were I to proclaim and tell of them, they would be more than can be counted. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, <clears throat> Here I am in the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. See, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Do not, O Lord, withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and your faithfulness keep me safe forever. This is the word of God for the people of God.
Maybe? Oh, there we go. Okay, sorry about that. So it was a permission slip for his ski trip that he brought home. And they get to go skiing. The sixth graders get to go not just once, but twice in February. He was so, so very excited for it. And as he brought this home and was so excited for the trip, I got to thinking about one of the first times that I ever took a group of youth out on a ski trip. There was a significant amount of planning that had to go into this when you were the one in charge of the planning. I had gone with them a couple times just as an adult leader, but that was just because they needed an extra chaperone and that was easy. I just gave them my ski sizes and what I needed and gave them my money and drove a vehicle. It wasn't too hard. But to actually plan the trip, there was a lot that went into it. These youth had come from all different abilities. Living in Kansas, there were several of them that had never even seen the mountains, much less skied. And then of course, there were some of them that took many, many trips out there since as long as they could remember that had gone skiing several times and were ready to go jump on the lift and go straight to a black diamond. The ability was a wide range. I also had to make sure that we had permission slips from, and waivers from all of the parents. We had some kids that needed medication and that we had to have permission slips for and a way to transport them safely and make sure that they were taken care of, but we had them on us at all times. I had to make sleeping arrangements for a lot of people, make sure I had enough drivers that were all certified with the training that they needed from the church to be able to go. I had to make sure that we had food to feed all of us. Needless to say, a whole lot of planting or planning went into this. When we finally headed out to Colorado, we went out toward Estes Park. We stayed at the YMCA of the Rockies. And then we were going to go skiing at Eldora Ski Resort, which is about an hour south of there. The morning that we were going skiing, the kids of course were so, so very excited and we had everything ready to go. We load them all up in the vehicles. And as we're headed out, of course we're on this mountain highway. It was paved, but the lanes were thin as we all know they are in the mountains. One of the vehicles in our group had a blowout. There's no cell phone service. We've got all these youth with us. It took us a while to find, they had to kind of limp down the road to be able to find a little bit of a spot to even be able to pull off. And we finally safely got the tire changed. Obviously that upset some of the kids because now we were gonna be late. <laughs> so we get back in the car and we start driving along the way and one of the youth that was riding in my vehicle, he was sitting up front and he had been complimenting on my mountain driving skills. He said, you were one of the best drivers in the mountain. I'm so glad that I was dry, riding along with you. And he no more than finished that sentence. And I looked over and noticed his face was turning green. And the reason he was up front was because he had a history of car sickness anyway. And I looked at him and I said, do we need to pull over? And he's like, mm-hmm, so we did. And of course the whole group had to pull over. And then we were even later than we had originally planned. Despite the bumps along the road, so to speak, we got there, all of the kids got their gear, everybody was fitted in their boots and their helmets, their skis were 
like they should be. Some of them didn't even know how to put them on yet. But we got them over to the ski school groups that they needed to go to. And I left the ski school kids and took some of the more advanced skiers up the mountain. Well, ever so often, of course, I would ski back down to the bunny slope. And it was amazing. All of you that have any experience skiing yourselves or watching your kids or grandkids learn, you know how quickly they pick up on it. Just a little bit of trial and error, some falling down and lots of falling down and getting back up. But just a little encouragement and instruction. Somebody showing them how to do it. And the biggest thing is practice over and over and over. They pick up on it quick. And the amazing thing about snow skiing is that once you really figure it out, it's kind of like riding a bike. You don't ever really forget. It can be years and you can go back out there and hop on skis and for the most part, you pick it right back up. The only thing I've noticed is that as I get older, it becomes more painful, but that's my own problem, not because I have forgot how to ski. It's more of the physical part of aging. I share this story and reflect on the skiing because I think about how that is so similar to our spiritual lives. A lot of times in our own spiritual life, things can be going really, really, really well. We think that we have things planned out. We have Bible studies in mind. We have a Bible plan in mind. We have a prayer practice in mind. We have all these things planned out and we put a lot of effort into making sure that we have a good plan. And then we get a flat tire or something happens in our life that makes us feel absolutely sick inside. And we just need to break. We have to step out for a while. And sometimes it can take us a while to get back on track, to arrive at where we wanna be. Other times in our spiritual life, there might be times that it takes us a while to get going. We need instruction over and over. We need some encouragement along the way, somebody to tell us, come on, just keep getting up, keep getting up. I know it's hard right now, but keep getting up because it will get easier. If you keep practicing, it will get easier. And it does. When we implement spiritual practices in our life, it does get easier. The psalmist that writes the scripture reading that we had today, Psalm 40, he writes, or she, it could have been a she, but the psalmist writes, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the merry blog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. This psalm was written with the intention that it would be sung to music, or at least music would be a part of it. As it begins at the very beginning, it says, to the leader, period, of David, period, a song. And while I don't want to get into too much of the technical translation, what that is really translating into when it says to the leader is it's saying to the lead player. So they are intending this to be part of music. 
There is an author, his name is Robert Alter, and he's a well-known translator of the Hebrew text. And he says this about the psalm. He said, the psalm was conceived in the ancient period as a fairly flexible poetic form. It could have been used strictly as a liturgical text, but more likely, it also accompanied ritual acts, acts of thanksgiving, confession, or possibly even the celebration of a monarch, somebody coming into leadership. Something that is very unique about this psalm is that it's somewhat of a hybrid. It starts out at the very beginning, the part that we read today, as a complete psalm of praise and thanksgiving. It's thanking God for, the psalmist is saying, you know, I found myself in the lowest of the low, and you put this new song in my heart, Lord. You pulled me out of that pit, and you helped my feet feel like they were standing on rock. It was no longer shaky. I had a firm foundation. And then later in the psalm, after verse 11, where we read, it switches, and it turns into a personal and prayerful individual lament. And it was more of a prayer for deliverance. The psalmist says, O Lord, make haste to help me. Come and help me quickly, Lord. Psalms like these have a lot of potentials. The author that I was talking about earlier, he says that the psalms were the ancient days playlist. And I like thinking of it that way. In our day and our time today, we have playlists for everything in music. And if you don't want to sit by the radio and have to record it on a cassette like we had to do 20 years ago to make your own playlist tape, it's really easy to just hop on YouTube and type in house cleaning playlist, workout playlist, you know, going to sleep playlist, Christian praise playlist, rock playlist, whatever you want, there is a playlist for it. And if you don't like the one that they suggest, click on another one. Most of our phones, if we have smartphones, also come with apps. And so you've either got Apple Music or you've got Amazon Music. And both of those apps provide playlists for us. For us. And if you really want to, if you have a list of your own favorite songs, you can create your own. Many people do this. I used to do this when I ran. I have not ran in years, but I used to be a runner and I loved it. And I had specific songs that I chose, making sure that they had a certain number of beats per minute. And I would try to time it so that there was a quick start and then it would mellow out for a while and then it would pick up again at the end. Music can impact us in so, so many ways. Sometimes we need a little planning to help us out with our spiritual life. For those of you that were here last week or that listened online, I'll kind of briefly kind of summarize this new sermon series that I'm doing. It's called Spiritual Affective Disorder, SAD. And it goes along with the idea of seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression, which so many of us in Montana are very, very familiar with. And it talks about how our mental health can really bring us down. And 
that can have a huge impact on our spiritual health. Those can be the moments where something big is going on in our life where we don't feel like we can get out of bed. And so we don't feel like we're going to get anything out of Sunday morning. That's that something sick that happens inside of us. And we say, whoa, stop the car for a little bit. I need to get out. It happens. And it's okay that it happens. But also, as we mentioned, sometimes we need a little encouragement some tools and people there to encourage us and say, no, keep getting up. Keep getting back up on your skis because it's going to get easier. And so my hope is that by sharing some of these tools with all of you, that that will help you grow in your own spiritual life so that you are able to get to the point where praying and finding praise in God doesn't just happen when you find yourself in a miry bog or at the bottom of a pit. It happens all of the time. And that you feel that voice of the Lord in your heart. And you sing songs of joy. So the one that, obviously, if you haven't figured out, that I would like to share with you this week is to make a playlist. Let music speak to your heart. And if you don't want to make a playlist of your own, I would at least invite you to go online and bookmark some playlists, things that you know you will need. I have specific playlists that I like to turn on when I'm cooking, just ones that get me in the right mood. I have playlists that I play when I'm ready to clean house, except for I think I need to redo them because I realize that I eventually start cleaning and then next thing I know I'm dancing in the dining room with my daughters, which turns into a wonderful playlist in itself, but it's kind of getting me off track. I need to take out the dance music from it. <laughs> I also have playlists for when I'm feeling down, songs that can pick me up. I have playlists that I can listen to when I want to go to sleep. I have playlists that I listen to before worship on my way to Brady or Dutton that help get me in the right mindset for Sunday mornings. So I'd invite you to create a playlist or choose and bookmark a few playlists in your life. And just as a reminder, if you didn't get to practice the ones from last week, last week's spiritual practice was to wake up every morning in prayer. To wake up, and it can be a very simple prayer, a thank you, it can be a scripture, it can be the Lord's Prayer, it can be whatever you feel in your heart. But wake up with God. Wake up in the morning with prayer. And then if you want to take it a little bit farther, I talked about the visual divina, similar to lecture divina, but it's the idea of actually watching the visual part of the sunrise in the morning. The light shining upon the earth and the imagery that that has for our hearts as the light comes into our hearts. The light of Christ, of course. We may not always feel like we know exactly what we are doing in life, much like those kids on the slopes. They had no clue what they were doing when they started ski school. Sometimes in our lives and even in our spiritual lives, we are learning on the job, just like they had to. It takes practice. It takes encouragement. We are learning to be the church, and we are learning to be the saints that God has called each and every one of us to be. So this week, 
Continue those prayer practices. Continue the visual divina. And make a playlist. Let the music soothe your soul. Amen.